Welcome to Beyond Protocols. My name is McKay Rippey. And before you forget, if you want to help your mold patients get better, faster, and with fewer adverse reactions, head on over to mycotoxincourse.com. That's mycotoxincourse.com. There you'll find information about our brand new course about precision mycotoxin detox. One last time, that's mycotoxincourse.com. I'm a very visual person. So for me, it's as much about visualizing for myself what, what's happening. So if we picture this big parking lot full of cars and all the cars are, are parked, we've got to pull them out of their individual spaces, drive them down those little lanes into these main six lanes that go up to the exit. So when the cars are parked, those are the sequestered toxins. Um, and so we've got to move them into the hepatic channel. So we've got to go through that phase one detox. It's driving down those little lanes into phase two, which is the six conjugative pathways of detoxification. So not every car can go through every lane. So even though we have six lanes, you might have one lane that's moving really easily and another one that's backed up horribly. You know, we've got our motorcycle lane, our minivan lane, our compact car lane, et cetera. So you've got to get the right vehicles in the right lane. And we don't have an even distribution of vehicles in the parking lot. So maybe one's great. Maybe one is overwhelmed because it's motorcycle Sunday and all the motorcycles came in and maybe genetically that exit lane is fine, but there's just so many motorcycles there that it's going to take a long time to get them all out. But maybe there's maybe one of those lanes is closed off. Maybe there's a big pothole and the vehicles have to move more slowly. So we don't have the same number of vehicles in every lane and they're not all moving at the same pace either. So if you've got a ton of motorcycles and the motorcycle lane is damaged, those motorcycles aren't going anywhere. They can't take the van lane, they're stuck. So we're, they're either gonna sit in their parking spots sequestered in fat cells or they're going to get pulled out in that phase one they're more toxic they're revving up their engines they're spewing all this exhaust those intermediary metabolites between phase one and phase two are generally more toxic than when those motorcycles were than when those motorcycles were parked in the first place so we want them to be able to move right out um so then We've got these six lanes, they go up to our exporters where we're gonna pump those motorcycles out into traffic. They've gotta go through this little tunnel first and the tunnel's gonna come out in one of three places, perspiration, urine, or stool. And when we do a mycotoxin test, we are basically sitting outside of one of those three tunnels, counting the number of motorcycles going past. So, if we see a ton of motorcycles, is it because our parking lot is full of motorcycles or is it because the motorcycles are the only ones that are getting out? If we don't see a lot of motorcycles, is it because there aren't any there or is it because the motorcycle lane is closed down or are they going out one of those other two tunnels that we're not even looking at? So that's where these excretion tests, whether it's for mycotoxins or metals or like the GPL tox screen, there's limitations to what you're seeing. Um, we can't see what's in the parking lot and we're trying to infer 
what's there based on what's coming out of one of those three excretion pathways. So there's multiple places where there can be problems. There's multiple places where those problems can combine. <laughs> um, so you know, that's, that's the basics of it. And then you know, we can throw in little additional things like, well, when you add a binder, it's kind of like stationing a traffic cop at the exit. You know, they're gonna keep things moving out and keep people from getting back into the parking lot by accident. Um, you know, when you do things like a combination of casserole packs and coffee enemas, it's like opening up a second lane for that exit. You're able to move things out at a much more rapid rate. You can't keep that lane open long-term, but you can temporarily open things up. And then often what happens with coffee enemas is about four hours later, you get that secondary toxin dump. You know, it's the same thing that happens with traffic. A lane opens up and all these other asshole drivers go, I see my opening. <laughs> and now you've got a new traffic jam. So, you know, I tell people that and they go, oh, I've been in traffic. <laughs> I know what this is. People don't, I mean, and you can say like phase 0.5, phase one, phase two, phase 2.5, phase three, and people get that it's linear but there's still a disconnect. But if you tell them about trying to clear out a traffic jam, everybody's been in traffic and they, they can relate to that. So, you know, we've just got to put these complex concepts in digestible <laughs> bites for the people in front of us. And even for ourselves as practitioners to keep that kind of foundational approach and remember what we know versus what we don't know, what we're seeing, what we're not seeing. You know, if you read a mycotoxin test as these are the only things in your body and this is an accurate representation of the percentage, you might be totally missing the boat. So it's much harder to try to see what you're not seeing. Like what's, Okay, we see what's there, what's not there. What would we expect to see in healthy detox? Um, and that's a, a totally different way of thinking. It's like that, is it a Sherlock Holmes story where he solves the mystery because the dog didn't, didn't bark. bark? Right, the dog it's, that didn't bark, yeah. That always like, that's always in the back of my mind when I look at test results. What's there, but what's not there? 